1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called, Being Imitators of Christ. One of the things that the Bible teaches us to do is keep our eyes on Jesus, who it says is the author and finisher of our faith. One of the reasons why is because it's by watching Jesus that we learn what we should be like and what we should act like. Jesus will give us a clear and complete understanding of how a child of God is supposed to live their lives. We'll learn how we Christians should and should not live this Christian life. It's through watching Jesus that we can learn all the things that matter to our Father so that we can represent Him properly like we're all supposed to do. That's why being imitators of Christ is what we're all told by God to do. And that we're Christians is what we all should always do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because we ready or not. Here it comes. Because believe it or not, I know y'all don't want to believe it, but it's true that many believers live their lives as though God doesn't live with them too. Many believers act, they make their decision in life like there is no God. They do things totally outside of what the word of God has to say. They continue to play the same games that they used to play before they got born again, acting like there really is no God. But I'm so glad, once again, that ain't none of you, too. Praise God, because I'm living in a full free zone. Praise God. Hallelujah. Where all of us live this thing out like we're supposed to. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the entire church is going to walk out what God wants them to do. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the entire church is going to represent God like he wants to be represented too. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that every one of us is going to be able to receive everything that it is that God wants us to receive and achieve everything he wants us to achieve. Praise God, because he's already relieved us of the burdens and the problems that we used to do so that we can step forward freely into the life that God has in store for me and you. I declare we're going to fulfill this thing. We're going to do this thing. Praise God. Now I'm speaking over you. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm saying that that's what I'm going to say over you. Praise God, that you're going to live this thing out like you're supposed to. You're going to be the church of the living God. That's the real church of the living God. You're going to be the bona fide Clyde. You're going to be the one that lit this thing out like you're supposed to. You ain't going to be like those unbelieving believers, but you're going to be a believing believer that lives this thing out like you ought to and walk in the fullness of what God has in store for you representing him just like you all do being imitators of Christ God's coming to his church right now because that's the kind of church that God wants God's talking to his church right now because that's the, that's the way to get the church to be who he wants them to be and he's talking to his church and telling them wake up stop acting like fools but then conduct yourself like you're wise understanding what the will of the Lord is the will of the Lord is is that we act like we is." and begin to conduct ourselves like we're supposed to as children of light right represents revelation the revelation that God has given me and you that we walk this thing out live this thing out like we ought to so that the rest of the world can know that the world that the word of God is really true why because they've seen it in me and you now, many people in the world, praise God, they're never going to read the Bible. They ain't even going to know nothing about the Bible. But God's going to send them to you, you the epistle that they're going to read so that they can be able to know that the word of God is true. They're going to watch the lifestyle that's lived by you and know exactly what they need to do and should not do. Because they're going to know that you're the real Christian living this thing out like you are, too. God's talking to his church and saying, wake up. Because when people are asleep, they do things that they don't even know that they're doing. Like I believe that a lot of the church is doing what they don't even know that they're doing because they're walking around sleep. Just like you can wake a person up and say, hey, hey, stop snoring. But they'll tell you, I ain't snoring. That's because they was oblivious to what they were happening when they were unconscious. Just like a lot of believers are unconsciously doing things that they ought not do. But that's all right. God's coming to his church. Wake up. Let me give a revelation to you. Let me let you know what the will of the Lord is. This is how I expect you to conduct yourself like you really are his, yes, starting with verse 1, by being followers of God as dear children. Of course, we already found out that word followers means imitators, that we're supposed to imitate Christ. We're supposed to mimic Christ. We're supposed to imitate him, copy him. That's both in action as in speech. Be just like Jesus was who said that, that I don't say nothing other than what my father say, and I don't do other, anything other than what I see my father do. Jesus was the example that was put before me and you so that we can learn how to live this thing out as children of God like we ought to do. Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren. We are the many brethren of which he's the firstborn of. And since we came from the daddy, same daddy, we're supposed to look the same. Are you listening to me up in here? We're all supposed to look alike, praise God, which means all of our Christians are also supposed to act alike. We're supposed to conduct ourselves like we're supposed to and live this thing out like we ought to. I was looking at a little documentary the other day on the whinings, praise God, praise God they're from Detroit I know, they all look, and I know they all look alike and they all sound alike they all sound beautiful they sing glory unto God the whole family does it too why because it's just something that's in the family well we're supposed to all as Christians do the same thing too each and every one of us is supposed to be able to blow this thing like God wants us to do lit this thing like we ought to and conduct ourselves in the same way too because we're supposed to look like God act like God, walk like God, talk like God and even just like God too that's what they do. Man. Well, we'll get there. Praise God. Hallelujah. That last part, we go going to get there. We found out that the ultimate aim of the Christian life is to display Christ-likeness. That's the ultimate aim of the Christian life, display Christ-likeness. The ultimate aim of the Christian life is not to be saved from hell. The ultimate aim of a Christian life is to be able to live Christ-like so that other people can tell that we really are gods, that we are Christians, little Christ. We found out that as imitators of God, we're supposed to... Follow after godliness, therefore. We're supposed to deny ungodliness and live godly in this world. We're supposed to deny our ungodliness. In fact, our lifestyle is supposed to deny, ungod- deny ungodliness. That word deny, we found out, means contradict. It's supposed to contradict ungodliness. Whereas people look at our life and see, no, you don't have to live ungodly. Why? Because my brother and sister, they don't live ungodly. We disavow ungodliness. We reject un- ungodliness. We abnegate ungodliness. And we refuse to operate ungodly. We used to, but we don't do that no more. Why? Because we've walked through that open door called salvation, and now we're living in an entirely different way like we used to. God didn't save you from something to have you jump back into that same thing. God saved you from something so that you could have a new life that he would bring. And that's what every one of us do. we living out the new life. In fact, that's what we've been working on a few weeks now, is that we imitate Christ through our lifestyle, through our new life. The new life we live now is what demonstrates the fact that we are really in Christ because we live this thing out like we ought to, operating like we're supposed to. Jesus didn't sin. And since Jesus didn't sin, we don't sin too because that's the new life that God gave to me and you. Not only an ability to be able to have the, the price of sin paid for, thank God that he did that because nobody else could do it before, but at the same time, it's also to give us a new life too because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Next verse says, and all things are of God. All things are of God. And so since we are now of God and our lives are now of God, which means that we live this thing out like God wants us to do. Now, we found out that last time we got together, that everybody didn't grow up like that. Mm Praise God. Some of us, we didn't get saved when we was two. You know, spirit-filled when we was three. Praise God and did our trial sermon when we was four. No, some of us didn't (laughs) do it that way. Some of us started this thing a little bit later down the line which means we was well-trained in the world. Praise God, we was well-trained in being wrong. Come on now. In fact, some of us was good at being wrong. Some of us was very good at being wrong. Praise God. But at the same time, now we're going to learn to be good at being right too. Praise God. Because that's the new life that God gave to me to you. We found out it's the word of God in the heart of a believer that causes that believer to be able to remain holy and not sin against God. And if we've already become unholy, praise God, then once we get boned again, we're supposed to then get the word of God to be able to cleanse us, to be able to cause us to become clean and begin to conduct ourselves like we're really supposed to. Because once we hide this word up in our heart like we're supposed to, then it'll cause us to not sin against God. In fact, not only will it cause us to not sin against God, we'll be able to do it and delight in doing it too. We'll get excited about living a Christian life like we ought to. Anybody here excited about living a Christian life? Well, just keep getting the word of God. It's going to happen to you. Praise God. Because you're going to find out there ain't no better life to live than the one we can live in Christ. You're going to find out there is no. In fact, that's the only life you can live is the one that you live in Christ. Everything else is death and death more abundantly. It's just camouflage with what looks like life. Praise God. Are you listening to me? It's a decoy. It ain't the real one, my boy. This is, this is some, some junk that the devil has given to you. He gave, he's given you chocolate-covered poison. So that you can think it's good, but then later on they take you out like it's designed to do. But we found out the truth. We found out that the word of God is what God gives me and you so that we can know exactly like what we're supposed to do and live this thing out like we're supposed to. Because when God gives us a word, he drops the plumb line from heaven and says this is how this thing is supposed to be living, direct from heaven. He tells you exactly how to live this thing out through his word, through his commandments, so that we can be able to live this thing out like we're supposed to. And if we live like he told us to do everything's going to be well with me and you. That's why the commandments are also called prescriptions. Because if you take your prescription like God told you to do, everything will be well with you. But if you don't, <laughs> you're going to be sick of what you're living later on down the line because it's not the life that God was given. Let's get into today's stuff. Now, once we find out from God and see in his word that the way we live in our lives is not how we're supposed to be living our lives, we're supposed to stop doing. Once we find out from God, I said from God, and from his Word, what it is that we're supposed to do. And it don't match what we're doing. We're supposed to stop what we're doing that ain't what he said doing and begin to live this thing out that like I got, got planned for me and you. We're supposed to stop what we was doing and begin to start doing what we're supposed to be doing. We stop living like we're not supposed to and begin living life like we ought to. We stop living like we're not supposed to and begin to start living life like we ought to. Stop so you can start. Living what God wants you to do. Amen. That's what we're going to learn about today. It's going to be an tr- extreme blessing unto you. Amen. Because if you found out you was going in the wrong direction, and somebody alerted you that you're going, the wrong, you're going in the wrong direction, all you do, come on, Texan, is take one of them turnarounds and begin to start turning around and going back in the right direction. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Turn over to Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to share it to thee. It's going to be a tremendous blessing unto you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say to you. Of course, we're going to read this out of the epistle called... Colossians, the epistle called Colossians, whereas God was speaking through a man of God by the name of Paul, telling each and every one of us all how to be able to live this thing out like we're supposed to, so that Christ could be our all-sufficiency, because Christ is our all-sufficiency. In fact, that's the theme of the book of Colossians, and that's that Christ is our all-sufficiency, which means that when we got Christ, we don't need nothing else. When we got Christ, we don't need nobody else. When we got Christ like we're supposed to do and live this life like we ought to, then it's going to make sure that we live a life in such a way as we ain't going to want nothing, nothing else, because we got everything that we're supposed to got and do and everything we're supposed to do. And by the way, the the epistles were written to the believers. Who were they written to? Every epistle was written to the believers. Not a single epistle was written to an unbeliever. So if you run into any foolish teaching that tells you that an epistle or a part of an epistle was written to an unbeliever, that's a lie for the pit of hell. It is, every epistle was written to a believer. God was talking to his saints about what they should do. He was talking about his saints, how they should live this thing out like they ought to. God was talking to the people who had received their salvation who were the churches of these various places, how it is to be able to live this thing out like he's supposed to. And then he put it in the Bible for me and you so that this church can then be able to find out what he told that church and live the same thing out too. Because God doesn't say things to one church that he's not saying to another church too. He's saying the same thing to every one of us, how we're supposed to live this thing out like we're supposed to. So who's he talking to? The saints, not the ain'ts. He's talking to the saints, not the ain'ts. Come on, Colossians chapter three. Let's start reading verse one. Come on. Let the Lord add a blessing to the reading of this word. Verse one says, if ye then be risen with Christ. Anybody in here risen with Christ? Okay, well, he's talking to every one of you. I mean, we must be going to have a real big altar call because everybody didn't raise a hand. Praise God. Let me try that again. Is anybody in here risen with Christ? Which means are you born again? Praise God. Okay, that's, that's a little bit. I'm, that's better. Praise God. If ye then be risen with Christ, this is what you ought to do. Seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. If, you, if you've been risen with Christ, then you're supposed to be seeking those things that are above. I'm talking about those things that came from the God of love, the things that he's about. We're supposed to be seeking those things. See, before we got boned again and we was risen in Christ, we were still wallowing down here on the earth. We was wallowing down here, living all in the midst of the filth and the grime of this earth. We was wallowing down here just like the pigs do. Praise God, living the life that they do. But once we get boned again, ha! He said he rises us up so that we can be seated in heavenly places, living in a whole nother level of God's graces so that we can be able to walk in the fullness of what he has in store for me. And you God raised us up to be able to get us out of this stuff that's down here. So we don't get caught up in that like we used to. So that now we way up here and rather than down there. But God says that now that you up here spiritually, now I want you to be here mentally. I want you to begin to start thinking like like, like you're up here, thinking like you're up there, thinking like you're living up here. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? The moment we got boned again, ha, we got a whole new passport. Praise God. Now we come from another land. We ain't from this land. Everybody else from down here, we from up there now. We are, we are children of the most high God. Are you listening to me? So we are from there. And since we from there, we ought to start acting like we from there. Are you listening to me up in here? I was telling the earlier service, praise God, I love San Antonio, praise God. This is a wonderful place, San Antonio, praise God. I can be standing in the middle of San Antonio and have two people standing right next to me and I don't understand nothing they're saying, praise God, because they start talking from their their homeland, praise God. You're listening to me, because when they find out they're with other people from their homeland, they'll usually talk from their language from their homeland. They don't even try to talk the language from here, because they'll start talking the language from there. I could be standing next to two Mexicans, praise God, and they start talking Mexican. I know it's Spanish, praise God, but I just like to put it out like that. They start talking Spanish. I'm not saying anything against it, but I'll just be sitting there thinking like picking out a word here, picking out a word there. Pretty soon I'm going to know the whole thing, praise God. So I'm going to know whether they're talking about me and my mama or whether I'm standing next to them, praise God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know, praise God. But in the meantime, I had to watch faces, praise God, amen. Trust the Holy Ghost, but anyway, amen. But they start talking their language, praise God. Why? Because that's where they from. This is what they're more comfortable with doing. They start talking their language. Are you listening to me over here? That's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to talk Christian. We're supposed to talk like we're from Christ. We're supposed to speak of heavenly things. We're supposed to talk about that, not talk about the world and what it brings and try to act like the world. We're supposed to walk like the God, talk like God, because we're ambassadors for God. We just happen to be here right now. Oh, folks. you say sojourning on this earth right now. Praise God. Sojourning, that's the truth. Praise God. We're about to w- walk this thing out like we're supposed to. But we're supposed to set our minds on those things that are up there. We're supposed to seek those things. Verse 2, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth, which means that you ought not just seek these things, you ought to set your affections on these things. Now, when they say set your affections, that means to exercise the mind. That is to entertain or have a sentiment or opinion, to exercise the mind. That is to entertain or have a sentiment or opinion, which means that now that we're in Christ, we're supposed to change opinions, too. We had one opinion before we came in Christ. Now we got a new opinion after being in Christ. We had one sentiment about a thing. But now that we're in Christ, we have a new sentiment about that same thing and a different sentiment about that other thing. I'm telling, I'm telling the truth. There was a day that we didn't have sentiment about going to truth. We had no sentimental value to it whatsoever. We went because we were supposed to. Oh, because somebody told us to. Come on now, we went on Mother's Day. We went on, uh, uh, what's that other day? Christmas. Easter, praise God. And, no, he ain't going on Christmas because you know most of the churches was closed on, on Christmas. Praise God, amen. Well, Thanksgiving, no, they it they wasn't on Thanksgiving either. Praise God, it was on Mother's Day and Easter. Praise mm-hmm. God. We went on them days. Praise God. That was all it. Maybe Father's Day. Praise God. If we knew him. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, Because that's, that's the only day he show up was on Father's Day. Praise God. But the rest of the day, we, we didn't show up. Praise God. Why? Because we had no sentiment to Christmas, Christian was, being Christian whatsoever or coming to church. That was before we got born again. But now that we got born again, we got a new sentiment. We got the one that came from heaven. We don't have the one that's from earth. We got a whole mindset. We got a whole another opinion about it. It ain't a problem to us no more. It's not an interruption in our day no more. In fact, we set a whole day aside just to be able to make sure we walk through that door. And stay in that door and not have to run out that door because we got something else to do. Because we done already set this day aside to be able to give glory in God. Give glory to God like we ought to. So we can learn of him, grow in his grace and step into the fullness of what he has in store for me and you. We set our affections on him. We exercise the mind. Now, once you get into Christ and learn how it is that we're supposed to live our lives, we're supposed to exercise our minds to live in that way. We're supposed to exercise our minds to live in that way. Now, we have to exercise our mind to do it. Ask me why. Because we learned another way to do it. And because we learned another way to do it, and when that's what we naturally do, then that's just what we do. That's because what we learn to do. That's just what the Bible says every man thinks he's right in his own eyes, so we're doing what we do because we think it's right still right to lay and play and do what we used to do every day. What's the problem? I don't understand what the problem is. Praise God. Hallelujah. And reason number two is because our bodies ain't going to want to do it. One of the reasons why we got to exercise our minds to do it is because our body ain't going to want to do it. Your body don't want to be holy. Your body ain't interested in holiness. Your body ain't interested in doing what it is that's right. Mm-mm. It want to be able to hang. It want to lay. want to play all day and all night. Are you listening to me up in here? Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. It's true anyway. Praise God. Your body ain't even interested in holiness. In fact, if you tell your body that we about to be holy, they say, who? (laughs) Not me. That ain't what I'm going to do. Come on up in here. So just like with natural exercise, especially initially, somebody say initially, especially initially, you have to purpose to do it. Especially, just like with natural exercise, There's no different with spiritual than it is with natural. You have to purpose to do it, especially initially, because your body don't like exercising and it don't want to exercise. Come on now, just like your body don't want to pray. Get on your knees, oh, see. So I mean, the moment you get down there, that knee's gonna start screaming, saying, "What in the world are you doing?" If you don't get up off of here right now. <laughs> And you're getting up, praise God. You maybe have somebody help you up, but you're getting up, praise God. And the reason why, because your body ain't in agreement with all that. Remember, it's your spirit that is on fire to do what God said do. Your body is an enmity against God. It's an an enemy against God. It don't want to do none of what God said do. Are you listening to me up in here? Your body don't like exercising, and it won't do it either. That's why when it comes time to exercise, sometimes you have to make yourself do it. I said you have to make yourself do it. Because you don't want to do it. Now, wait a minute, stay with me now. You think you want to do it because there was a thought that entered your head that that's what you ought to do. But it has not, you have not exercised your mind toward that. That's why you don't exercise your body toward that. Because it starts with a thought and moves to an action. Because every action is precursor by a thought. And the reason why you ain't got no action is because you really don't have that thought. You have a, most of your head say that I ain't doing that. That's why we buy exercise equipment. We buy exercise uh, uh, memberships. We, we buy exercise clothes. We buy exercise everything. We do everything but exercise. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that one of the things that God wants all of us to do is to be imitators of him in all that we do. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what he wants all of us to be and do but that you're inspired to be and do what god wants all of us to be and do that is become the imitators of god that he wants everybody to be including me and you we should do everything we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more like the god who loves and who saved me and you that's what i'm going to do i hope you do the same thing too if you want to hear the message in its entirety just contact the church office at area code 210 That's area code 10 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassie Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And we invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this evening. It's an evening out for the married people that don't know the third Friday of every month, where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You'll go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. So come on through and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget, says, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be at their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers and worshipping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all who you've been a bell to us, by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who have been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sow. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you, that is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.